Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Let me get us started. I'm so grateful that God protected us on the road. And I'm glad to be teaching tonight. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you saying thank you, God. Thank you for yet another day's journey, God. We thank you for just everything that you're doing in our lives right now, God. We thank you for the good, the bad, the ugly, the happy, the sad, everything. We thank you, God, because we know all things work together for the good of those who are called according to your purpose, God. We thank you, God. We thank you for what you're going to do in this service tonight. God, I ask that you touch me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Empty me and fill me with you, God, that your people may be able to receive your word tonight. We thank you, we honor you, and we praise you in your darling son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, last uh, time I taught uh, Bible study, we talked about losing the weight and the weight that we carry around that we needed to get rid of. Um, Tonight, we're going to talk about hydration, staying hydrated, all right? Um, We are talking about starting over, so we need to lose the weight that we carry in order to start over, and we need to stay hydrated, all right? So my title for tonight is Don't Stay Thirsty, all right? So we talked about losing the weight tonight. We're going to stay, we're going to talk about and focus on hydration and how to stop the thirst. When we exercise or are working towards being healthy, it is important to stay hydrated. Becoming thirsty or dehydrated can hurt us and stop our progress. So let's continue on this journey of becoming spiritually fit in the process of starting over. We are people who look for fulfillment in everything. We look for fulfillment in our jobs, our homes, our cars, our love life, and just everyday life. But what happens when we don't find that fulfillment? We begin to get desperate to fill a void. You know, you ever been hurt before and it's just an empty place? You become desperate to fill that void. Um, We begin to look for things to fill that emptiness. We use random relationships and friendships. We use shopping or spending money, sex, drugs, alcohol, anything but what we should fill that void with, which is God. The feeling of being vulnerable will cause you to make bad decisions trying to fill a void. So how do we deal with our thirst? I came up with an acronym for thirsty, and it's it's when the hurt is real scary to you. All right, you ever think about it? You know, when you when you've been hurt, you're scared to go into any type of situation of healing that hurt. You don't want to talk about it. You want you want to avoid it at all cost because the hurt is real scary to you. But ultimately, you want to fill that void, right? Most of the time, the void comes from hurt, all right? But we don't necessarily want to deal with it. I mean, think about think about you got a broken tooth or you got something going on. You do not want to go to the dentist because, you know, if they say, I got to pull this or I got to, you're going to be in some pain. And you don't want to think about that pain. You don't want to deal with the pain. But you know you got to go. The thing is, dealing with the void is dealing with the pain, the cause of that void. All right? So thirsty, or to be thirsty, in my eyes, is the hurt is real scary to you. You don't want to deal with it. So I just stay thirsty. I find some other way to deal with this. (laughs) Um, I, I put a post on Facebook a long time ago probably about uh, three or four years ago, and it was after I had my weight loss surgery, and and I was in a lot of pain. I was in a lot of pain, and my post said, pain is a part of the process, but pain 
also produces. What will your pain produce? Greatness or excuses? All right? A lot of times we can take the pain and we can, we can complain about the pain, but sometimes pain is what produces, what pushes you in, in a lot of situations. In my instance, I was in a lot of pain, but I knew that ultimately that pain was worth it. Going through it, dealing with it, fighting through it was worth it because the end result was out a healthier me. All right? So we have to think about it. Sometimes we got to face the pain. We don't want to, but sometimes we got to. All right? So thirsty or thirst is defined as a sensation of dryness in the mouth and throat caused by a need of liquid. The physical condition resulting in various degrees or a strong or eager desire or craving. All right? So if you think about it, you ain't had nothing to drink all day. Your mouth is dry. <laughs> I just need something to drink. Um, you got a, a, a severe craving. I mean, think about it. When you're lacking something in your life spiritually, you got a strong craving for something. Sometimes we know what that strong craving is. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just want to feel it. We don't know what it is. We don't. We just want it to be filled. Um, so that's the definition of thirsty. All right. My focus scripture tonight will be coming out of John, First John, uh, chapter seven, verses thirty and 38 and it says now on the last and most important day of the feast Jesus stood and called out in a loud voice if anyone thirst let him come to me and drink he who believes in me who adheres to trust in and relies on me as the scripture has said for his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. For it, I was saying first <laughs> John chapter 7. Not first John. So John chapter 7 verses 37 and 38. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, think about that. So he, he said this with a loud voice. He's yelling at the people. Listen, if anyone thirst, all right, if anyone is thirsty, meaning if you are lacking anything, if you have a void in any area, if you're thirsty, if you're desperate, <laughs> anyone is thirsty, let him come to me. Y'all hear that? Let him come to me. That's the first, the first thing that we got to think about when we're going through voids, when we're thirsty, when we're desperate. Is he the first one we go to? Or do we go to our friends? Or do we go to our our spouse or do we go to other things do we find our fulfillment in those other areas before we seek out God he says if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink and then he says he who believes in me not just believes in me but who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me. As the scripture has said, for his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. Meaning you ain't gonna never thirst again. You don't have to have that emptiness again. You don't have to have that void again. Because I'm gonna give you everything you need and it's gonna be so much it overflows. It's going to be like a river. It's going to keep going and keep going. That's a promise. 
but we got to come to him with our thirst. So the scripture begins with uh, the setting of a celebration of a feast, all right? And this particular feast was called the Feast of the Tabernacles or the Booths. And this was a time set aside to remember when the children of Israel had set up camp and tents between Egypt and Canaan. All right, this festival was the way the Jewish people in this time uh, commemorated that period of time by creating tents with palm leaves and living in those tents for a week, weather permitting. So if it wasn't raining, they would live in those tents for, for a week. Each day of the feast or the festival, they would fellowship and hear a word. They would march around the camp one time for six nights and seven times the final night as a commemoration of the victory of the Battle of Jericho. One ritual that I found very interesting in this study was uh, done at the temple that they created at the camp. So at the camp, they had not just tents that they lived in, but they created a temple to worship in as well. But at the temple, they would pour water down the steps of the temple, and the water would flow down and out into the camp to signify how the Spirit of God, the living waters, should flow from us out into the world. Now think about that, all right? They would pour water at the top of the steps in the temple, and it would just flow on down and out all over the place. Now think about what he told us, what he promised us with those living waters. It'll flow like a river. All right? So if, if, if we were to picture that in here, we could pour the water from the top of the steps, and it would flow down, all the way down, and out. Which means it's going to touch everything and everybody. You know, I thought that that symbolization was very, very important, especially when it comes to us and and our desperation for God. He said, I'll give you living waters and it's going to flow continually. <laughs> it's going to flow continually. So I could picture them pouring the water in that temple and it's just going shh. And, and it, they said it signified how the Spirit of God should flow from us, all right? So in order for it to flow from us, it got to come from him. <laughs> it flows from us, so when we walk out those doors and we carry the word of God with us, it should flow. It should flow, all right? But I, I thought that was an awesome um, illustration of, of how the spirit of God moves within us and how he said that I will fill you with living waters and it will flow continually, all right? It it ties so well with the scriptures of how the water should flow. This This shows us that God wants us to be filled. He does not want us to stay dry and thirsty. He doesn't want us desperate. This tells us that we should look to God for fulfillment because he fills us and will not leave us feeling incomplete. Now, if you think about that, some of the things that we go after in those moments of desperation ultimately leaves us feeling incomplete. It don't fulfill us but for a moment. It only satisfies that brief moment. But what God is saying to us is, I will give you something that's going to last you a lifetime. It's going to last you forever. It's going to be continual. You know, so he's not going to leave us feeling incomplete. My second scripture is a familiar story. Um, John chapter 4, verses 5 through 15. And it's the woman at the well. And so he arrived at a town, a Samaritan town called uh, Sekar, and near the track of the land uh, that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob was, Jacob's well was there. So Jesus tried as he was, tired as he was from his journey, sat down by the well. And it was 
then about the sixth hour noon then a woman from Samaria came to draw water Jesus said to her give me a drink for his disciples had gone off into the city to buy food the Samaritan woman asked him how is it that you being a Jew asked me a Samaritan woman for a drink for Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans Jesus answered her if you knew about God's gift of eternal life and who it was you say give me a drink you would have asked him instead and he would have given you living waters eternal life she said to him sir you have nothing to draw with no bucket or rope and the well is deep where then do you get that living water are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and who used to drink who used to drink from it himself and his sons and his cattle cattle also Jesus answered her everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks the water that I give will never be thirsty again but the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water satisfying his thirst for God welling up continually flowing bubbling within him to eternal life the woman said to him sir give me this water so that I would not get thirsty nor have to continually come all the way here to draw so this story I mean it's a lot here <laughs> it's so much here um, that is so important Jesus is in the Samaritan town he's sitting at the well he's tired you've been on a long journey and he's sitting there and this woman comes and she ain't even supposed to be there at this time it's noon <laughs> she wasn't even supposed to be there drawn at this time but she was there but it was significant because Jesus knew she was coming <laughs> he was there he was there for her and that's that's how awesome our God is he he is there right in the nick of time and she comes to the well and he says woman give me a drink he's thirsty <laughs> and she says you shouldn't even be talking to me why are you even talking to me we ain't supposed to be even talking to each other we don't even like each other like that that's what she's concerned about why are you talking to me <laughs> and he says if you knew who you was talking to you'd be asking me for a drink <laughs> you don't even know who you're talking to right now <laughs> and she says well tell me who you are since you you know and 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 this is this is my version of it tell me who you are then <laughs> are, are you greater than the person who created this well who made this well who got this well here for and he says that water over there you gonna have to keep coming back for but what i got to give you you ain't never gonna have to come back again and i love her response she said well give me that water because I don't want to come here no more <laughs> I don't want to thirst no more <laughs> I don't want to thirst I don't want to be thirsty no more give me what you got you know I, I love that that response from her because it was it was like that yeah give me what you got yes 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 <laughs> it's hot it is hot you know and so you know this it it was it, it was a point where jesus is like it's hot i need a drink give me some water but she's also there to get a drink but it i mean the way the way that she responded was was just so awesome but we don't always respond like that we don't know she didn't she didn't know who he was 
he told her who he was, and she said, okay, I want what you got. We know who he is. We know what he does, but we don't always say, give me what you got. Think about that. That's significant. We know him, or we should, or we say we do, but we don't always say, I'm coming to you for what I need. That's a problem. (laughs) This is somebody who's not even supposed to be associating with him, and she tells him immediately, I want what you got. Hands down. You ain't got to tell me no more. (laughs) You know? And so this this was this was crazy. I, I mean, I love I love this story. You know, um, she she instantly said, "What you got is good. What you got is going to benefit me. It's going to keep me from doing what I've been doing. I don't have to." keep repeating the same thing because I mean she said I won't have to come here anymore think about that this is something I'm sure she was doing every day and remember I said she was coming at 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 a different time she wasn't even supposed to be there at that time there was a reason for that because she was trying not to be seen she was hiding she had issues she was desperate All right? So she was coming at a time she wasn't even supposed to be there. And she meets Jesus. And he gives her what she needed. And she didn't have to worry about nothing again. Think about that. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, it goes a little deeper. And he asked her, you know, where her husband was. She said, I don't have one. He said, but you have five. (laughs) And the one you with right now ain't yours either. (laughs) You know, um, and the thing is, she was was honest with him. I don't got a husband. You know my whole story. I mean, she she ain't lie. She ain't say, no, I'm not. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so, I mean, this. This scripture is, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, it is amazing. Um, but she says, sir, give me this water so that I will not get thirsty nor have to continually come all the way here to draw. She did not hesitate. She was des- She desperately wanted a way out. She knew what she was doing wasn't right. That's why she was hiding. That's why she was coming out drawing at noon. Because she didn't want to be seen. She was embarrassed of her circumstances, of the situation. But she was desperate. <laughs> yes. They would know, yeah, they would know what she was up to. So she she wouldn't go with at the regular time with the other women. She went in the middle of the day when nobody else was there. That's why she was probably looking strange, like, what you doing at the well? <laughs> Don't nobody come to draw at this well at this time. I have planned this. I have plotted this. What are you doing here? And you ain't even supposed to be talking to me. You a Jew. <laughs> And that's 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 the real the realness of the situation. She's looking like, what are you even doing here? I come at this time all the time. <laughs> but that's how that's how awesome God is, because He knows what we do. He knows our routine, and He will meet us there. <laughs> and, and so He gave her an offer that she could not refuse. Because it down in on the inside of her is, I want out of this. I don't want to have to do this anymore. <laughs> and that's why she ran and told the people, I didn't got an offer that can't nobody else give me. <laughs> Come see a man. <laughs> yes. 
you know, she had an awesome testimony. Y'all can talk about me all y'all want. Now I'm free. <laughs> I am free. You can talk about me. I don't care. I'm free. You go see this man because some of y'all need to be free too. <laughs> but this, you know, what will it take for us to receive what God has for us? When will we stop hesitating? Because she didn't hesitate. She, she didn't hesitate at all. When will we stop hesitating? The, the scripture says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So, you know, once we've tasted and seen that he is good, you know, we should know. We should, we should, there should be no hesitation when it comes to that. <laughs> we know he's good. We know what he has to offer is good. So why do we hesitate? Why don't we jump on it like she did? I'm taking this. It's an offer I can't refuse. Why don't we do that? Yeah, yeah. Why? Let's talk about hydration. Hydrate means to supply water or liquid to maintain a healthy balance. In order to hydrate, we must add the living water, which is Jesus. We have to. For us to stay spiritually hydrated, we have to add Jesus. All right, my acronym for hydrate. There's words, all right? So if you're taking notes, the H is hearing. The Y is yearning. The D is deliverance. The R is reverence. The A is anointing. The T is trusting, and the E is everlasting, all right? So I'm going to tell you about each one of them, okay? So we need to be hearing what the Lord has to say, all right? We should be yearning for his presence so that we can receive deliverance and begin to reverence God then we can operate under the anointing and truly trust the everlasting God. Y'all get that? I'm going to say it again, all right, because that was all my words. We need to be hearing what the Lord has to say. We should be yearning for his presence so that we can receive deliverance and begin to reverence God then we can operate under the anointing and truly trust the everlasting God. All right? So let's look at how hydrate, how, how we hydrate with the word. All right? First, hearing. Let's look at Revelations 2.11. It says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. All right? Now, a few weeks ago, I taught about hearing and listening, all right, and the difference. We got to hear what the word says. We ain't going to know nothing if we don't listen, all right? We got to know what the word says. We should have our ears open to hear the word of God and to hear what the spirit tells us in times of prayer, which means sometimes we should stop talking and just listen. All right? So we got to hear what the word is saying. We got to hear what the Lord is saying to us. Yearning. Look at Colossians 3 and 2. I say this all the time. Set your affections, your desires on the things above, not on the things on the earth. We have to want the things of God. We have to yearn or desire more of God. If we're going to be thirsty, we thirst after God. That's it. <laughs> Why? Because he is the only one that can fill us properly. He is the only one that can fill the void properly. So if we're going to be thirsty, I'm thirsty for God. That's who I'm thirsty for. Because <laughs> I always need more of him. I always need more of God. So we should be yearning for God. Deliverance. 
Let's go to Second Chronicles 12 and 7. And when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemini, saying, They have humbled themselves. Therefore, I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance. And my wrath shall not be poured upon Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. In order for them to receive deliverance, they had to first humble themselves. All right? In order for us to receive deliverance, we have to humble ourselves. We have to we have to submit. We have to we have to give our will over to God. The woman at the well herself by being truthful to Jesus, she was delivered because of her humility and trustfulness. She and truthfulness. She trusted him with her truth. She trusted him with her truth. Here it is. Here's here's what I am. Here's what I've done. Here's me. She trusted him. She was truthful. And that's how she received her deliverance. That's how she got what she needed from him. Here it is. I'm out here. You already know I ain't supposed to be out here. You just told me. You just handed me my life on a plate. (laughs) You just told me about myself. (laughs) But at the same time, you offered me what I needed. We got to be like that. Okay, God, here am I right here. Here it is. All of me. I'm a mess. But you already know that. But you have everything that I need. You have everything that I need. All right? So we have to humble ourselves. We have to submit. We have to give up ourselves so that we can receive our deliverance. We can receive. He said, he said take my yoke upon, and, uh, upon you and learn of me. Basically, take take what I got, because what I got ain't going to hurt you. What I got is going to lighten your load. Give me what you got. Cast all your cares on me. Give me everything that you are carrying around. And take my yoke. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He didn't want us to be weighed down to begin with. He didn't want us to be desperate to begin with. He wanted us to walk with authority and power because, hey, he got us. So we have to humble ourselves, all right, and we have to submit to him, and that's how we begin to receive our deliverance because when we give him all our issues, we can be free. All right, reverence. Go to Psalms 115.11, and it says, Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Also, Proverbs 3 and 7, and it says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience, and turn entirely away from evil. We should know how powerful and just our God is. And when you understand that, you will gain a respect and honor to him. All right, that's one thing that is lacking in the church today. Nobody fears the Lord, and I'm not talking being afraid of him. I'm not saying we should be afraid of him. Nobody honors him. That's what reverence means, to honor God. To, to, I ain't doing that because I, I don't want God to be mad at me. <laughs> Nobody has that, that fear of God anymore. You know, you ever think about, I'm going to put the fear of God in this child. Ain't no fear of God in nobody these days. 
Right. We, 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 there's, there's been a loss of reverence to God. Just giving him glory for just who he is. Not for, oh, he, he allowed me to get that new car. No, just for who he is. The awe of God. Wow. I serve a God. Wow. Who he, cre- he created everything that I see and touch. Wow. We don't have that no more. Of reverence of God. It's been lost. It's been lost. But we have to begin to look at how awesome our God is, and we have to begin to reverence him. We have to begin to honor him, respect him. You know, everybody walks around wanting to be respected. But do you ever think about the disrespect to God? The disregard. We we got to do better. And I think about just me, myself. I know there have been times where I'm like, ooh, that was wrong. You know, to God. And, and, you know, we so quick to, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings to people. But do we ever think about God like that? The reverence, we've lost it. We have to find a reverence for God. In order to stay hydrated, <laughs> we have to begin to reverence him. Anointing. Isaiah ten twenty seven, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. We can't operate under the anointing because we still carry every bit of burdens. When the anointing is present, it destroys things. It breaks off things. No no weight can hang on when the anointing is present. We have to be willing to give up to receive the anointing. We got to give things up in order to receive the anointing. We can't carry around his anointing and be heavy. It it just doesn't work that way. He can't flow like that. (laughs) But if you got the anointing, that means you shouldn't be carrying nothing anyway because it destroys the yoke. It breaks it. You know, the song, Break Every Chain, you got to have some power to break them chains. And that's the anointing. So when the anointing is present, it destroys things. We have to be willing to give things up to receive the anointing. All right? What are you willing to give up to receive God's power, to receive the anointing? What are you willing to let go? Trusting. And we've been talking a lot. Pastors been preaching on trusting God. Um, it's, it's a very important part of being hydrated, trusting. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we know this, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding in all your ways. Know and acknowledge and recognize him, and he will make your paths straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. And Psalms 4 and 5 says, Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. When I read this, I thought, when I read this, I thought about the Samaritan woman. She gave up what she had to receive what she needed and found trust in Jesus. All right? She, she literally gave up what she had and what she had what did she have some other woman's husband (laughs) she gave it up because ultimately it wasn't for her anyway (laughs) and she took the offer 
So she gave up what she had, what she knew was for that moment, working for her for that moment. She gave it up, and she began to trust Jesus. And he gave her what she needed. We have to begin to trust God with everything. With everything. When when we truly lean on God and trust on him. And that don't mean we ain't going to have tough days. That don't mean we're not going to have moments where we are dealing with depression every now and then. That don't mean we're not going to have those moments. But the thing is, at the end of the day, we have to trust God. If you look at David, like I said a few weeks ago, you would have thought he was bipolar. Because one minute, God, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to trust you, God. God, these people are trying to kill me. I know it might be my fault, but I'm going to trust you, God. I mean, it's, it's, but, but the thing is, he was honest about where he was, but he didn't stay there. Because he would always go back to, I'm going to trust you, God. He didn't stay over there. God, they trying to kill me. They just going to try. I'm staying right here, God. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, he didn't stay there. He didn't stay there. He told him, look, Lord, I'm in a place. I'm in a place, but I know who you are. And you've delivered me before. And I believe you'll deliver me again. And we have to be like that. He, he didn't say we weren't going to have moments of brokenness. Because if he said that, he wouldn't say God is near to the brokenhearted. <laughs> he knows we're going to be brokenhearted. He knows we're going to have those moments. He, he knows we're going to have those breaking points. But the thing is, he don't want us to stay there. He wants us to still have that trust in him. God, I'm broken right now, but my faith is in you. My trust is in you. All right? So we, we have to begin to truly trust God with everything. Everlasting. All right? And Psalms 103.17, it says, But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who reverently fear him. And his righteousness to children's children. What would it be like to have that everlasting, never-ending love? Can I tell you something? We got it. Because he gave it to us. His love goes from everlasting to everlasting. It never ends. It never leaves. It's always, it's continual. It's, it goes on forever and ever and ever. But it says, on those who reverently fear him. Remember, that reverence, that honor, that respect, and his righteousness to children's children, that's a promise. So if we reverently fear him, his righteousness will carry on to our children's children. That's generations. That covers. His love is everlasting. Most of our voids have to do with lack of love or feeling loved. Lack of feeling loved. But God loves us with an everlasting love. And we have to trust in that love. Why is it hard for us to trust in that love? Because humanly love is not like godly love. <laughs> and if we measure God's love by humanly love, we're going to be jacked up all the time. He has an agape love. That means unconditional. 
Most humanly love is conditional. I love you because. <laughs> Condition. God's love is unconditional. I love you. Period. <laughs> Period. End of discussion. That's the type of love we get from God. I love you, period. I don't have to put it because. I love you. I love you so much that I gave for you. The sacrifice. The problem is, when you know God's love for you, Sometimes you look for that love in humans, and it ain't there. <laughs> you look for somebody to sacrifice for you, and it ain't there. <laughs> because, again, humanly love is conditional. I love you because you do this for me. You know, so we have to begin to look at God's love how God loves, period. <laughs> I love you, period. End of story. And then remember what he did to show his love. I say it all the time. Actions speak louder than words. He gave the greatest action when he gave his son. He gave his son to be slaughtered <laughs> for us. That's the only way you can describe that. His son was not just killed. He didn't just die. He was slaughtered for us. And he turned his head and let it happen for us. Who else going to love you like that? For all the stuff that we do, all the dirt that we do, he let his son die. He knew we was going to do the dirt. He still let him die. That kind of love, everlasting, never ending. You, the, the only, the only entity that lets you walk away, do what you do, and still be standing there like I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to turn from your wicked ways and come back to me. I'm waiting. The only entity that would do that—that's love. With all that being said, don't stay thirsty. We are to thirst after God, not the things of this world. He is the living water, and we can find satisfaction and fulfillment in him. He is our creator and the only one who knows every part of us. You know, you can think you're trying to hide parts of you, but you can't hide nothing from him. He knows everything. He knows exactly what we need to be complete in every way. He is the source. Don't stay thirsty. Allow God to fill you with an everlasting love, an everlasting joy, an everlasting peace, an everlasting power. He is the only one that can give us that. He's the only one. Let him hydrate you so that you will never thirst again. We have to begin to allow God to pour into us to the point where we are not concerned with anything. And he can do it. We just have to go to him for it. Remember, at the beginning I said, the scripture said, anyone who is thirsty, let them come to me. That's what we got to do. We got to go to him. That's the main thing. We have to get to him. We have to get to him. We got to get on our faces. We got to get in the word. We have to go to him. He is the only one that can satisfy us for real. 
I, I did a lesson with my kids and I asked them, I said, do you think you could ever be fully satisfied? I said, if I bought a whole bunch of pizzas and just let you eat, would you be satisfied? They all was like, yeah. Nah, I said, you wouldn't be satisfied. You'd be extremely full, but you wouldn't be satisfied because what happens when you ain't full no more? You're going to want something else, right? You're going to eat all that pizza, and you're going to be full, but then you're going to be like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> you ain't satisfied. <laughs> you're, not, you're not satisfied. You're not complete. It's not over because it's something else that you want. Just like people say, I want to win the lottery. Well, you ain't going to be satisfied. You won the lottery. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice to try. <laughs> but <laughs> but you got to think about it. You got all this money and you could go buy whatever you want, but it's not going to buy you peace. It's not going to buy you happiness. It's not going to buy you it's, you you're still going to need things. You know, I think about a person that might be single and win the lottery. They got all this money, but they ain't got no love. So they go ultimately want somebody to love on. Well, that puts you as a target because now people got, know you got you you got money, so they just gonna come try and give you love, but see if you ain't got the right type of love. If you ain't got godly love, you will go because you desperate for somebody. <laughs> what would it be like to truly be satisfied in all areas? The only way we find that satisfaction is through God. At the end of the day, that's the only way. That's the only way. He can satisfy every one of our needs. He's the only one. But I'm going to end there. I pray that this lesson helped you. I pray that you get back to reverencing God. And if you're thirsty, thirst after God. He said, come to me with your thirst I give you what you need it's proof that he will do it the woman at the well is proof that he will do it <laughs> if you're in a desperate situation look at the woman with the issue of blood it's proof that he will do it he has what you need you just gotta get to him <laughs>